You know, I've been thinking about priests lately. Do you know priests? Or a priest, if you like. Have you ever met one? So the other day I was getting the tram to work, just sitting there minding my own business when I noticed this lady across from me. She had this wild green hair, a yellow skirt, a bright pink jacket and a dark pink jumper. And her shoes were these red dark mattons. She was just cackling away, slapping her thighs and looking around at all the other commuters. It wasn't even like a baby crying or anything, it was just a grown woman laughing out loud. It was getting a bit annoying, to be honest. I was trying to read my new Flannery O'Connor anthology, and this lady was just making it impossible to concentrate. But she wasn't really crazy, you know, she was just acting that way. I think she was just having a really good time. Anyway, at one point she started saying get me to a nunnery, and I was like, what? And then I remembered, oh right, that's from Hamlet. Yeah, so anyway, I was in Doncaster the other day, just minding my own business when I saw this priest walking down the street. He was wearing his black robes and white collar and everything, looking all holy and whatnot. And I was like, hey, that's a priest. I wonder if he'd be up for a chat. So I walked up to him and introduced myself. I told him I was agnostic and that I was just curious to hear what he had to say about his faith. And you know what? He was actually really cool about it. He didn't try to force his beliefs on me or anything. He just talked to me like a regular person and answered my questions. We ended up having this really interesting conversation about religion and spirituality and all that stuff. I told him about my own beliefs and he told me about his experiences as a priest. We even talked about some of the more controversial aspects of Christianity, like the role of women in the church and stuff like that. In the end, we didn't necessarily come to any conclusions or anything. But I felt like I had a better understanding of where he was coming from, and I think he felt the same way about me. It was just two people having a respectful conversation, and I thought that was pretty cool. So me and my mate Trigo were walking down the street in Doncaster, and we saw the same priest I talked to last week. I was thinking, blimey, maybe I can introduce Trevor to him and we can have another interesting conversation. But bloody hell, Trigger was being a right git. He started making snide comments about the priest's clothes and calling him Father Flappy Robes and all sorts. I was mortified, mate, didn't want to be associated with that kind of behaviour, did I? The priest was actually dead polite about it, though. Tried to engage Trieber in conversation and answer his questions, even though Trieber was being all snarky and dismissive. But I could tell the priest was getting a bit uncomfortable, you know. And I was just thinking, oh god, this is embarrassing. In the end, the conversation sort of petered out and we went our separate ways. I said sorry to the priest for Trieber's behaviour and he was really gracious about it. But blimey, I just couldn't believe how rude Trooper was being. Definitely won't be bringing him around any more priests anytime soon. That's for sure, or so I thought. Yeah, so me and Trooper were walking down the road, and we suddenly realised we needed to get to the train station, like, pronto. We were running late for our train, and we didn't want to miss it, you know. So we get to the station, and he's standing there on the platform but the same bloody priest we ran into earlier. It was super awkward, mate. I could feel my face going all red and sweaty. 
Trooper was trying to act all nonchalant, like he didn't just insult the guy an hour ago, but I could tell he was feeling pretty awkward too. We tried to keep our distance from the priest and just keep to ourselves, but it was one of those situations where you could feel the tension in the air, you know. In the end, we managed to catch our train and get the hell out of there. But man, that was one awkward encounter. I don't think I've ever been so glad to see the back of a priest in my life. Uh, uh, so me and my mate Trepper were on the tram back in Manchester, just minding our own business, when we noticed this woman with green hair and a yellow skirt who was cackling like mad. And let me tell you, it was really disturbing the other passengers. Some of them were getting really worked up about it. The tram driver didn't seem to be doing much to calm everyone down, either. He was just telling people to settle down and not engage with her. I mean, it's not really his fault, I guess. He's just trying to do his job. But it was clear that the woman's behaviour was really starting to intimidate people. Meanwhile, I was trying to secretly eat a sub I got from the shop earlier. I didn't want to draw attention to myself, but it was hard with all the commotion going on. Trebert, on the other hand, was muttering under his breath about how the woman needed to show up and stop bothering everyone, but I was just staring at her, trying to understand what was going on in her head. I mean, she was clearly very happy and having a good time, but it was just such an odd thing to be doing on a crowded tram. Anyway, eventually the tram stopped and the woman just stepped off like nothing happened. It was like she had just been laughing at some private joke the whole time. And that was it. The other passengers started to relax a bit and me and Trevor went back to our conversation. But I couldn't help feeling a bit weirded out by the whole thing. Like, what was going on with that woman? And did anyone else notice me eating that sub? Picture this, you're on a tram, heading to work, minding your own business, when suddenly a woman with green hair and a wild outfit starts cackling like a maniac. Everyone on the tram is thrown off by her behaviour, unsure whether to be amused or terrified. The tram driver is doing his best to keep everyone calm, but it's clear that this woman is making things very uncomfortable for everyone. Now, hold that image in your mind for a moment. Think about the last time you had a conversation with someone whose beliefs were completely different from your own. Maybe it was a friend or a family member. Maybe it was a stranger on the street. Whatever the case, I'm sure you remember feeling a little bit uncomfortable, a little bit unsure of how to respond. But here's the thing, when you really break it down, the difference between the woman on the tram and the person with different beliefs isn't actually that big. In both cases, you're faced with someone who's preaching a message that might seem foreign or even scary to you. Take, for example, the priest that me and Treber encountered. Treber is an atheist and can be quite rude about it, but the priest remains reasonable and open-minded, willing to engage in a dialogue even though they don't see eye to eye. In a way, he's preaching his own message, one of faith and understanding, just like the woman on the tram. And while the two might seem very different on the surface, they're really just two sides of the same coin. So the next time you find yourself face to face with someone whose beliefs differ from your own, try to remember that they're not all that different from the woman on the tram. They might seem scary or intimidating at first, but if you're willing to engage with them and really listen to what they have to say, you might just find that you have more in common than you think.
The overnight, I had this dream. I felt as if my mind had needed one enormous poo. It was a strange and vivid dream that I had the overnight, one that I can't seem to shake from my mind. In it, I found myself back on that train platform in Manchester with my friend Trevor by my side. But this time, something was different. The air was thick with the sound of a blaring siren, and in the distance, I could see a beacon brighter than any light I had ever seen. As we approached the beacon, it became clear that it was not just a light, but a sound as well. It was a cacophony of noise, a symphony of sound that was both beautiful and terrifying. The closer we got, the more intense the sound became, until it was almost too much to bear. And yet, we pressed on. We were not alone, however, the priest from the Doncaster train station was there as well, eating a sub and humming along to the sound of the beacon. As we drew closer, the sound began to transform. It became less of a noise and more of a melody, a song that spoke to the deepest parts of my soul. And yet, even as it lifted me up, it also seemed to be tearing me apart. The woman from the tram was there too, but this time, she was not cackling. She was smiling and sobbing, caught up in the same rapture that had seized us all. The tram driver was there as well, his face a mask of awe and wonder. Together, we formed a line and began to walk towards the beacon, into the blinding light and deafening sound. As we did, I could feel my body dissolving, my very being becoming one with the sound and the light. It was a strange and beautiful experience, one that defies explanation. And yet, as I woke up from my dream, I couldn't help but feel that it was all connected somehow. The priest, Trevor, the woman from the tram, and the tram driver, we were all on a journey, one that had led us to this moment. And in that moment, we were one, united by the beauty and the terror of the sound and the light.